stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. Mary Ann Radmacher. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is about perseverance. First off, Be The Star You Are has recently begun our 22nd year of service. We want to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are so thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. During the pandemic, as part of our disaster relief outreach program, Be the Star You Are showcases authors, artists, actors, musicians, and other creatives who have had their performances canceled by COVID-19. Make sure you are tuned into Wednesdays with Writers and Performers and Super Smart Sundays, both broadcasting right here on the Voice America Network's Empowerment Channel. We have a fantastic show planned for you today. In segment two, you'll meet Dr. Judith Peck, a sculptor, author, and professor. In segment three, we will hear a chapter about perseverance from Be the Star You Are, 99 gifts for living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference by Cynthia Bryant. And right now, we are so pleased to welcome our newest reporter for Express Yourself, Nihal Gill, with his segment, Spark the Interest. Nihal, a sophomore at Turlock High School, loves to play golf and is on the varsity golf team. His love for music is expressed through the piano, which he has been playing for the past six years. He loves to help people, and he has taken his love for robotics and created a nonprofit called Project Spark to reach out to young elementary students to teach them STEM and robotics through hands-on kits, coding, and incorporates the four aspects of STEM into his once-a-month community classes. He has been presented with an award from the mayor of City of Ceres for outstanding community service. When he found out about Express Yourself Teen Radio, he fell in love with the idea to be able to reach out to other teens his age and educate them on the hot topics for teens. He would love to spark an interest in topics that are important for health and wellness for teens all over the world. Hi, Nahal, and we're so excited to welcome you to our star team. Hi, Andrea. I'm so excited to participate. So, hi, everyone. 
As you may have heard, I'm Nahal Gill, and I'm the new reporter on Express Yourself. Today, my segment is on Get Up and Get Moving. A little bit about myself. I'm a competitive golfer, I've been a competitive swimmer, and I'm a piano player. I love to play video games, hike, spend time with family and friends, and travel. I also work with young children on STEM and coding lessons in order to spark their interest in these fields and help my local community. I'm a 10th grader at Turlock High School, and I chose this segment because I love to be outdoors, and I think self-care should always be a priority. Today, it's all about getting up and getting moving. So often, teens spend hours behind a screen. One time, I was playing a video game and not even realizing that an hour had passed. Since I'd gotten up, luckily, my mom came in and reminded me to get up and do something else. So often, my parents would talk about how in their days, kids played outside more, They'd be outdoors with the neighborhood kids from morning to evening, playing tag, marbles, running around in the park. This is how they socialize. Now so much of our peer social interactions are via social media, gaming, or texting. We still talk to each other, but it's mostly while sitting down. Although this may bring us closer together, in some ways it's not the most healthy way to be. So we should start to maybe go on runs with our friends or go to the gym with friends and family. I realized that during this pandemic, it's so easy to get comfortable sitting on a comfy chair, couch, or my favorite gaming chair. When we do that, we miss the memories we make with our family. For example, if I didn't go out and swim in a swimming pool, I might miss out on teasing my sister or racing my parents in the water. And most importantly, the laughter we share. Even the workplace nowadays, they are promoting counting steps, walking with coworkers, and standing desk. My aunt, who's a physician, she tells me how there has been a rise in her clinic in patients that come in with lower back pain, carpal tunnel syndrome, tailbone pain, and she often prescribes me a prescription to get up and get moving. Even though it may be tempting to be a couch potato, it's very important to set up some sort of exercise regimen and always preserve and push yourself to feel great and healthy. I completely agree with what you said, and... I know that I'm kind of guilty of being a couch potato, especially with online school. I feel like all I do is sit on my bed and then do school and then study. So I definitely need to get up and get moving. And so could you think of ways or different examples for teenagers to get off the couch, like things that they can do? Yeah, there's so many ways. So first of all, it's Getting a good night's sleep, and I know it can be hard if you're staying up studying late, but try to get as much sleep as you can, because when you're well-rested, you actually want to get up and be active. Another way to put more steps in your day is make a plan and stick with it. I know it can be hard to have an exercise regimen and lose your motivation for it, but just plan to go in a gym or run with friends and make it fun. During this pandemic, we obviously can't do in-person plans, so it can be a virtual run or just work out. And just remember, if you ever feel like not to exercise, remember the benefits of it and don't give up. And speaking of the benefits, what are the benefits of exercising? Like, what, how does it affect your mental health and your physical well-being? There are many benefits to exercising. It can be controlling weight, reducing the risk of heart diseases, improve mental health and mood. And exercise is also a great way to keep your muscles and bones strong, too. So exercise is really important. I know it could be hard, but it has many benefits in our health and our mental health, too. Yeah, and you mentioned that you were a competitive swimmer. I also am a competitive swimmer. And so I know that for myself, especially whenever I go to swim practice, sometimes I'm not really in the mood for it. But afterwards, I feel so much better. And so I completely agree that exercise really improves the mood, like your mood, everyday mood. And so how... Yeah, and so what is the downfall of not exercising? See, the downfall of not exercising can be kind of risk depression. You can have stiff joints and muscle tension. You can lower the immune system, and therefore you get sick more easily. You can miss school or miss parties or fun things you want to go to. So remember to always persevere and not give up because exercising will help you feel great, and it could be tough in the beginning, but it will help you feel great afterwards and in the long run, too. 
Yes, I completely agree. Like, there's just so many things that we can miss out on by, like, not going outside and just being trapped on our phones or playing a video game. Like, we're really just not living our lives to the fullest. And so, thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much, Nihal. I really enjoyed our conversation today. You can find out more information about Nihal's Project Spark at www.theprojectspark.org. Listeners, show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. And keep listening for more as we interview our guest in the next segment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Andrea Smith, and we are here today with Dr. Judith Peck, a sculptor and professor of art at the Ramapo College of New Jersey, with sculptures in 80 public and private collections. Her work has been exhibited in so many places, some of them including the Ghetto Fighters Museum, the Baltimore Re- Museum, the Lincoln Center in New York City, and the New Jersey State Museum. Her work has also been displayed at various universities, including Yale, Columbia, Montclair, and Rutgers. She holds a doctoral degree from NYU and two master degrees in sculpture and art education from Columbia University. In addition to her beautiful artwork, Judith is also the author of Sculpture as Experience, Art Activities for Mind and Imagination, Artistic Crafts, Inventive Creations with Castoffs and Leap to the Sun, Learning Through Dynamic Play. Her parenting book, Smart Starts in the Arts, and picture book, Runaway Piggy Bank, received the Mom's Choice Award for Excellence in Children's Products. She has written four novels, and she is now coming out with a new release of the novel Naked Under the Light that will be released this month. 
We are so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome to Express Yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Thank you very much for asking. It's a gorgeous day. I got a lot accomplished, and uh, I hope you did too, Andrea. Nice to meet you. Oh, yes. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, what? So in your novel, Sculpture as Experience, what are some of the sculptural techniques offered in the book? Well, Sculpture as Experience is not a novel. That's a textbook, actually, uh, with a lot of different projects for students to do, to be introduced to the realm of sculpture. Uh, so that does have a lot of different kinds of uh, sculptural projects, clay, clay modeling, that is, and uh, uh, wood constructions, sound object sculpture, uh, wire, uh, wax, actually formulating things in wax, and uh, a couple of interesting, uh, very unique things, like actually carving a big stone block and things like that, sand sculpture, and uh, and on. It's uh, a way, and also foil and Paris graph, it's a way to introduce people to a lot of different medium in sculpture. Wow, that's really interesting. And so what are some of the more unique aspects of the book perhaps not found anywhere else? Yeah, well, there are uh, two things that are uh, quite, actually three, that I don't think I've seen in any other textbooks. In fact, there's very few textbooks that have such a, a variety of different media. A lot of them are devoted to one thing at a time. Uh, so uh, pouring cement and vermiculite, for example, into a great big container. It could be a juice container, you know, or a big box lined up. And then after it sets, the cement and the vermiculite. And by the way, that's nature's vermiculite from the garden shop, not the kind that you use for insulation. And uh, you get to carve it with a mallet and chisel and then leave your stone sculpture outside. So that's kind of unique. Uh, I think the uh, sand sculpture is very unique because when you're on a beach, uh, you get there early in the morning when the tide has washed in nice wet snow, wet sand, uh, you uh, can create all kinds of lying down creatures and figures, and it's a marvelous way to meet people because everyone wants to come in and join in, and you can get them to participate in the sculpture. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, anywhere you have a sand beach, even if it's at a regular uh, pool place where they might have some sand on side, you can do this sort of thing. So that's kind of a unique. I think the uh, foil and Paris graph is also unique. All you need for that is a roll of aluminum foil, uh, some uh, toilet paper uh, for the stuffing, and uh, you can make two figures with pretty good anatomical relationship to each other uh, and standing up and doing all kinds of interaction. So I think that's very good. It's kind of a human interest project. Yeah, that is so cool. I love the sand sculpture. I always go to the beach with my family and um, as a little girl, like I loved making sand castles. So I'd love to learn about how to make a sand sculpture. Well, oh, you really so have to do nothing but pat, take a little pail and shovel and start patting, uh, filling up uh, with, with water to keep it wet and making these creations. It is so simple and it's so much fun. So you will meet a lot of interesting people that way. It's, a, it's not a bad way to do that. Yes, I bet nobody else thought of that's going to be in the romance magazines now. <laughs> yeah. And they turn out so cool as well. Yeah, as so, you saw from the pictures, right, you have the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how did you get started doing sculpture and art in general? What inspired you or were you always interested in it? Well, that's a lovely question, Andrea. Thank you so much. Personal. Uh, my mother, I brought a cat home uh, from school uh, when I was about 10 years old, and my mother said, you know, that's a darn good-looking cat. I'm sending you off to art school. So she sent me off to the Maryland Institute in Baltimore, uh, where I was raised, and that's where I went on Saturdays, every Saturday. And then later on in high school, I went three nights a week to, to sculpture. So she's the one who actually started me off. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. And then from there, like, at that school, you were inspired to continue with, like, creating sculptures and different art forms? 
Yes. Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm not sure it's inspiration so much as it is. It's so natural. Sculpture is three-dimensional, you know, like we are. We are three-dimensional. And uh, I uh, print through life, just like you probably do, Andrea, making observations and having sensations, looking at nature and people around you. And all this becomes a body of information that you have. And when you are exposed to some techniques in three-dimensional form, all that just is there. It comes out. It begins, that is your inspiration, a fact of all you have inside of you. So, uh, and that's what it was with me. I just, uh, I leaned into it. Uh, and I think that that's, that's, what, that's what the rest of us do. We cannot deny those sensations and that we're hearing, seeing, smelling, touching, uh, and all the time, and feeling emotionally. And so it's there when we approach a sculptural medium, which is three-dimensional. Yeah, I think that's really cool about like how in art, um, especially in sculpt, like sculpting, like just observing the world around you and just like the human experience in general and just putting that into art. I wish yeah. I was able to do that. I am not talented in art at all, but I admire people who are. <laughs> No, uh, I, I would like to uh, deny that. I don't know you, of course, uh, Andrea, but there's other experiences you have that are uh, attuned into creating unique pieces of art. For example, sports. If you uh, are interested in sports and do sports, you already have some kind of an energy, uh, a competitive nature uh, to win, to proceed, to finish to the end line, and all this becomes part and parcel of your personality and uh, the resources that you have to, to approach anything. And when you approach art, you have that energy, you have that imagination, you have that desire to express something about yourself. Your whole program is called Express Yourself, I believe. So you, come, you don't come empty to this thing at all. You come full, full to the brim of things to use. So um, if you're, uh, and you can come in many ways. It can be music, dance, drama, writing, uh, art. It's all combined and it's all interactive too. Yeah, I personally love to write. And in co like during the pandemic, I've been trying to paint. So um, I was interested um, you also are a teacher and a professor. I could tell that I, I would love to be in one of your classes. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I would like to have you. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us about your four decades of like award winning teaching and what is it like to be a professor and like just your take on that? What's a, that's a beautiful question, Andrea, because I valued it very much. I was teaching for four decades, but uh, I value that interaction uh, with young people uh, because um, I feel that I was able to contribute to them, uh, to their doing. Uh, my uh, philosophy as I critique, naturally, I taught life drawing and all that, was always to find something lovely in a student's work. Uh, up on the wall, there might be a line, a contour, a bit of shading, uh, just a sensitive bit of um, balance or poetry, uh, one tiny bit, one could find that and say how lovely it is and then talk about the things and the ways that one line could be used in other ways that may need improvement uh, because the whole idea is to energize people to use that uh, uh, emotion that they have in art, whether it's anger, whether it's tension, whether it's um, depression, whatever it is, to be able to work towards something poetic and beautiful. And it, it does work beautifully that way, that people are enhanced and not criticized per se, uh, but to... Uh, in a sense, you learn, you come through the back door and you learn what you want to do better uh, by using what you already have been able to produce. I don't know, did that make sense to you, Andrea? That, uh... No, yes, it made complete sense. I loved how you use, how you find the light in people's art and you, you know, you like make them like, continue like and give them that positive aspect versus like I know teachers that have like I've been like really discouraged in the past in some of my classes when a mm -hmm. teacher said 
something negative about my work. And I think that it's really impactful when somebody tells you something positive and something Mm -hmm. that did correctly that like gives you that confidence to continue. Right, and so, exactly. That's exactly it. Confidence. Yeah. <laughs> That's and why I, I say sports has a lot to do with it. You get confidence in winning and you get knowledge in losing. So uh, I find it all works. Uh, your life in a sense is your life and it all works in your art. There's nothing isolated uh, about uh, producing art. All right. I'm ready for your next question. <laughs> yeah, and no, I think that ties in perfectly as well with the theme of t- today's show um, and perseverance. And I was wondering, how does perseverance, how is it necessary in art? And how have you showcased that in your life? Uh, well, that's a good question, too. Andrea, there's an awful lot of energy that goes into producing art, uh, just a lot of energy. Uh, Any time you have anger or other things like that, uh, anger is a good thing. It can be used. Anger is an energy, and it can get you really working. I remember when I was on the phone once with someone, I made a I said something dumb, you know, and I was very upset with myself, and I happened to be working on an ebony sculpture. And when I went back to that sculpture, I really hacked the heck out of that thing. I really did. I knocked that thing out. It was a, Ebony is a very hard, hard wood. And I made uh, self-discovery. I made a marvelous sculpture out of that, one of my best, uh, because of that energy that I was using. So uh, that doesn't answer your question about perseverance, but it does tell you about using using energy in the right way, outgoing and not internally, which is destructive. Uh, but with regard to the novel that is being published this month, that novel was begun 50 years ago. My little to- toddler was sitting on my lap at the time. That's how I know how long ago it was. And uh, she loved the ping of the typewriter every time it got to the end line as she sat on my lap. So, uh, But I knew the, lo- the novel was worth publishing. It was a good novel. I went back to it in all these years. Of course, I wrote three other novels during the way and a lot of nonfiction books uh, and then did a lot of other things. But I kept that novel going. I kept perfecting it and making it better. So I guess you'd call that persistent. 50 years of it. <laughs> yes, that's such a beautiful story. And on the topic of your new novel, Naked Under the Lights, could you tell us about how that novel relates to you as an artist and what and a little bit about the novel as well, like what it is about? Sure, sure. Well, the title of the novel, Naked Under the Lights, has a metaphoric kind of an uh, of a notion because uh, it is uh, it portrays the model standing nude on her stand for artists to just take what they will from it you know for their own benefit but it also relates to my protagonist Sonata who's 18 years old and uh, she when she ventures out into the world after high school having no no secure ideas about what she wants to do she also feels so vulnerable just like that, as if she is exposed and other people will be using her. Uh, It's a a story about a father-daughter relationship in the sense that her father is a painter, a very dedicated painter, who has paid very little attention to her all her life. And now uh, as she emerges uh, and with a sudden interest in art because the mystique of her father, because she was never allowed in his studio or, or uh, allowed really to know him, pervades her um, uh, interest at this point. And so um, that relationship uh, actually sends her on a very misguided mission. Uh, but uh, she managed to turn around and she managed to have many adventures and she manages to discover a secret in the family, which is very intriguing. So it's about her adventure and her journey, which is an exciting one, I think. Oh, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And so is there a particular character in the novel that you see your, a lot of yourself in? Uh, well, I, I I dedicated the whole novel to the Art Students League of New York because when I was 20, I had a merit scholarship award there for a year study, and so uh, that really helped me off an awful lot, and I, I kept going there many, many, many years. Uh, it, but it... it, it uh, 
it has to do with me in terms of understanding how an artist works, what an artist does. Uh, it's not an interest in art, which many, many people have. It's the doing of art, which is such an energy uh, and such a unique uh, enterprise altogether. That's why I believe it's part and parcel of everyone's resources to be creative in some ways, and there are many ways to be creative. So I think it it um, it is like me in terms of uh, myself as an artist and also like me in terms of myself as a professor and teacher. Uh, so uh, it's not a story of my life whatsoever, though. Oh, that's interesting. And you said it took you 50 years to write the novel. What kept you writing it for so many years? Because I thought it was working. Now, that's another thing about perseverance. You can think something is working when it really isn't, and you should maybe give it up. Uh, But what you should do is start something else and do it. And that's what I did. I started many other projects. I didn't just hang on to that. But I kept it there because it uh, it gnawed at me that there is something going on in this book that deserves to see the light of day. So it's a question of bringing your wisdom to it and your experience uh, to perseverance uh, so that it is a forward-moving energy. Perseverance can be that, forward-moving. That's why I say it relates to sports. Uh, I play a lot of sports in my high school, uh, you know, minor sports like badminton and uh, tennis, uh, not major league stuff. Uh, but uh, that, that kind of stick-to-itiveness and urge to win and come to the end of the line has a lot to do with finishing projects in art and going forward, even when uh, you have a downturn. Oh, yes. I'm a swimmer, so I can definitely relate to, um, you know, the competitiveness, like the competitive nature that is in the sport and that, like, drive to keep on going to finally, like, reach your goal. And, like, you were interested like you were mentioning earlier about creativity and how we all have like the capability of being creative. Like we just need to find it like the energy in our own lives. And so I was like wondering, I know a lot of people, especially right now who feel like that, who feel like they really aren't creative and they kind of get, they get demotivated almost and so what would you say to like those people who feel like they aren't a creative person like do you think there are certain things that you can do to build that artistic side of yourself Andrea you're a very wise person and that's an excellent question too Uh, and that's why I start out my books uh, with projects that will motivate and not give a person the uh, hardship of facing a white page, for example. Suppose you sat with a white page, and my God, how am I going to make a painting out of this? You can't. It's impossible. (laughs) There's so much negativity approaching it. So there's so many projects you can do. You take a pencil on that white page, and you start moving that pencil around, just letting it go, letting the pencil go, and letting it go all over the page, and suddenly you will see things in there. You will definitely see things to bring out, and you darken them, and you enclose the shapes, and you do that. So that's something I do right away from the beginning. Then there's the paper scraps. You take lots of different paper scraps, start to put them together. Uh, you can start them with staples, put them together, or with brass fasteners, or uh, with glue. And uh, you keep some principles in mind, like you want something shape interesting, uh, interesting shapes. You want line, you want balance, you want some tension between the forms. Um, and beginning to put those pieces of paper together, you begin to get a sculpture, and you can even envision it being very large or being in steel instead of paper or uh, some other material. So these are the kind of things. You let the materials guide you as much as those internal resources I talked about before. And but together, between the materials and those resources, you really produce something, and then all of a sudden, my God, this is not bad. <laughs> That's what happens. 
Oh, I love that. I pre- I love the, how, um, the idea of just letting your hand go freely on a piece of paper. I feel like I'd want to try that. Oh, you absolutely must. This is a a, a must. Uh, It's not something I invented. Uh, In art therapy, uh, it has been long considered a very good thing to do. Uh, Just freely letting your pencil go and finding things. In that case, it's finding things about yourself. Uh, But uh, here, it's discovering how lines can enclose to become shapes that interest you. And it all comes from your experience. Uh, when I I, uh, I did one uh, one day as I was doing this on a break, it was in, in a break in a life drawing class, and I kept drawing and drawing and drawing, making that pencil move, and out came a great big figure and a very small figure, a great big figure and a small figure, and it became eventually a sculpture called Supreme Being. It was a man facing a god, you know, his internal uh, religious figure in, inside of himself, and it was amazing how it became a very large wood figure. Uh, but um, these are things that are in you all the time, and it just uh, ways of bringing them out uh, is what I'm really seeking, both with myself and with others, students and so forth. Oh, I love that. And I am particularly really fascinated by your sculpture, The Immigrant. And I was wondering what your inspiration was for that. And which sculpture was that? The Immigrants. Oh, the immigrants. Yes, uh, it's actually called refugees, mm-hmm. but it uh, it uh, it's, it could be called immigrants. The same. That's a fascinating sculpture. It's life size. It's over life size actually, and it's two figures. Uh, the woman is carrying a child, and uh, she has uh, packages on her back. The man also has things, a uh, backpack on his shoulders. But in his hand, and you saw that from the picture, outstretched are his papers. He is nothing more than his papers. Uh, he is comes from another place wanting to find refuge here. That's why he is a, uh, a refugee. And his whole past is behind him. He has forlorn it. He has had to abandon it along with his possessions. And all he is to be accepted is the papers in his hand. It is so sad uh, that, uh, that one is reduced to that and to survive, to be safe. So I have a very strong feeling, of course, uh, for the immigrants that are coming over now who have given up so much and need so much just to be safe. Yes, I, I like completely agree. I um, do model United Nations, so I learn a lot about um, a lot of like different wars and like different crises that are happening in the world right now, and just how people can just be dehumanized into just being treated as animals, and yeah. it's incredibly sad to see that this is still going on in the 21st century. And, um, well, good for you, Andrea. I, I hope that you continue that interest because we need people like you. <laughs> right? Oh, thank um, you. Your sculptures are just so powerful, and I, I love them so much. And speaking to you, it's just you're filled with wisdom, and I wish I could be in one of your classes. Well, the one I, the class I'd like you to be in uh, was something that I was teaching until I retired, which was art and interaction. That you would be the perfect candidate for that. This takes students from all over the college curriculum in any major whatsoever, from freshman to senior year, and I train them in the class uh, to do various spontaneous art projects, and then they go to two institutions. Uh, I, this is all in the past because it's still going. The course is still going at Ramapo College, uh, but I'm not teaching it any longer. Uh, But what they do is they do art at jails, mental health situations, psychiatric hospitals, nursing homes, homes for abused children, uh, facilities for adolescents that are in trouble. And uh, by doing that, they come one-on-one with these people in the institutions. They draw side-by-side with them, uh, and they learn about the major domestic issues of our time, crime, old age, mental illness, drug abuse, sexual abuse, 
spousal abuse, because these are all the institutions we go in. And art is the combining feature. They're doing their art, the students are doing their art, and as they work side by side, they talk about each other's uh, pictures, and then they talk about each other's lives, and it becomes very, very hands-on, Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'd love to be in that class. Well, thank you so much, Judith. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's segment. Thank you so much. I um, had such a fun time. Please check out her beautiful sculptures at www.jpexsculpture.com and her novels, including her brand new release of Naked Under the Stars at www.artscraftsculpturesbooks.com and at www.aipbooks.com. Also, follow her on Facebook at Judith Peck Sculpture and Books. Thank I'm Andrea Smith. Please show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestaryouare.org. Keep listening for more as we have, as we have a chapter in our next segment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. This hour is all about perseverance, and we will now read a chapter from Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference by Cynthia Bryan. The Gift of Perseverance. A successful businessman named Lauren decided he was itching for a career change and came to me for a consultation. He was tall and handsome with slightly graying hair and people often asked if he was a model or actor. His natural abilities were immediately obvious. He had a great look that was currently in demand. He was organized, businesslike, personable, and willing to take direction. We, ma- we mapped out his acting and modeling future, and he followed through on every instruction exactly. Even before his publicity headshots were back from the photo lab, casting directors were clamoring to hire him for print jobs, those photos you see in newspaper and magazine ads. 
Every talent agent in San Francisco wanted to represent him. Lauren and I began polishing his acting skills so he would perform well at those terrifying but essential actors job interviews called auditions. An actor is considered truly hot if he lands one job for every 36 auditions. Lauren did not like those statistics. Lauren's new agent immediately sent him out on auditions. When he interviewed for a print job requiring no acting ability, he was booked almost every time. His look was just what the clients wanted. But auditions for TV commercials, film, and live shows for business conventions called industrials in the business, anywhere where acting was required was a very different story. He would get callbacks, meaning he was being seriously considered for the job, but never landed a performing job. I quoted the the statistics to him and tried to encourage him. One day, very soon, you will be exactly what the producer wants. Persevere. When Lauren was called back three times on his 30th audition and still didn't land the job, he was definitely discouraged. He came to me and told me he was thinking about quitting. What's wrong with me, he asked. How can they see me four times, tell me how great I am, and then pick another guy? Nothing is wrong with you, Lauren, I explained. Keep at it. You are very, very close to getting the next job. On Lauren's 33rd audition, he got a TV commercial. Right after that, he was booked to appear in a film, several industrial shows, and more commercials. Lauren was on a roll. He had persevered and earned the rewards, and today he continues to thrive. But what if he had given up? So often the dream is right on the other side of the hill, but we quit one step too soon. When I got my first big-time talent agent in Hollywood, I asked him what I needed to succeed in the entertainment industry. I expected him to say something about unparalleled talent, unequaled beauty, and unbelievable connections. Instead, he said, Cynthia, you only need three things to succeed. Perseverance, perseverance, and perseverance. As I now advise my acting clients, the person who gets the job is the last one still standing. Perseverance is tenacity, persistence, better than average drive, holding firmly to beliefs and never ever giving up. Think of a time in your childhood when you were incredibly stubborn refusing to eat your rutabaga or to sleep without your favorite toy. Applying the same level of resolution to adult activities practically guarantees success. When my husband and I were first married, we had big dreams about building a house together. We thought it would be an easy thing to accomplish and figured that we could afford to start within the next three years. We were wrong. Three years became six, then eight, then 12, but we never gave up our dream. The more obstacles that were put in our path, the more fervent we became. I was inventively tenacious. As we saved, I collected photos of rooms and homes I admired, made files, took classes in architecture, design, color, and landscaping. Then, one day, we found the perfect piece of land and broke ground. In nine months, 
we would move into our dream home. But nothing went as we had meticulously planned. The framers ran away with the money we had paid the contractor. Our old home didn't sell, so we couldn't get the urgently needed loans. The windows arrived late, well, after the start of the rainy season. Then it rained so hard that the subcontractors wouldn't come to work at all. Nine months quickly turned into two years. The house was half finished and we were broke. We could have given up, sold out, and run for the hills. We didn't. We hung in there because we knew deep in our souls that we were meant to build and live in this house. The process was challenging and exhausting, and I'm not sure if I could go through it again, but now we can laugh at our money pit. Now we're happy that we persevered. Give yourself the time you deserve to get what you want. Latch onto the streak of childhood stubbornness that drove your parents and teachers crazy. Persistence prevails when all else fails. Just ask Lauren. Exercise. Just one more step. Envision yourself climbing to the crest of a mountain. You can see the top and you know you can get there. You just don't know how long it will take. Push yourself to take just one more step, then another step and another step. Don't give up until you have a view of the world. It's just a step away. Persevere. Your detractors will call it pigheadedness. You call it tenacity. <coughs> Your rivals will call it obstinacy. <coughs> you call it determination. Your opponents will call it stubbornness. You call it perseverance. <coughs> Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. Thanks for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. Please support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestarur.org. I'm Andrea Smith, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And thanks to our guests from across the world. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. As always, remember to persevere, speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.